You're listening to Have the Conversation Podcast, a podcast centered around mental health, wellness, and everything in between. My name is Kala. And I'm Leanne. We're sitting down with everyday people to talk about life and the lessons they've learned, all in an effort to connect and stay encouraged. Hey guys, it's Leanne. This week we sat down and had a great conversation with Steve Cagle. He's a friend and a client of mine for the last three years. He's a lover of life and always has something to say to have you looking on the bright side and motivating you to look at things a little differently and feel empowered. Even though he's my client, he's been a coach in mine and many others' lives, and you'll see why. I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as we did. Well, I just read something today. Leanne will tell you that uh, I can't read something and not repeat it to people. I love that. We're in good company. (laughs) So I just read something today that indicates that living close to water is a natural cause of happiness. In other words, people who live closer to water are happier than people who don't live close to water in general. And I know that's a generalization, but you think about all the calming effects of water makes kind of, you know, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, it totally does. We have those like, um, things that help you sleep, like the noises, and it's yeah. all like waves or rushing water, rain. My favorite, Clayton and I's favorite is like the thunderstorm one. It like okay. makes a little thunder and then it, it just feels so cozy. And I just fall asleep before I even, you know, realize. That's, well, awesome. I, that's, that's the reason I spend a lot of time in the shower and the bath because it's water <laughs> running and that just makes me happy. Yeah. It's so calming. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing better than, um, sleeping at the beach. Uh, you know, you can hear the waves at night and stuff. Oh, there's nothing better. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, all right. So, um, so you have, you have young children, don't you, Kella? I do. I have three my twins are nine and my youngest turned six yesterday. So can you believe she's got three kids? <laughs> I was going to, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was thinking it. I know. I know. Well, thank you. That's really nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, I would put you at, you know, 27, 28. There. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. But no, I am 34. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. (laughs) uh, People tell me I don't look a day over 80. Oh, stop. (laughs) Whatever, Steve. Yeah, whatever. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. So, Steve, I want to know, how are you doing with this COVID epidemic? I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I I don't mean to treat it lightly, but I treat everything kind of lightly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a serious matter for people who are affected by it, but I, I don't know that I, I don't think I know anybody personally who, I know I don't know anybody personally who's been affected by it. I know somebody whose parents and a sister were affected by it in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, they were both late 80s, uh, died of complications from it, but they were both very ill anyway. Yeah, underlying issues, yeah. Yeah, and the sister is recovered, and she's fine. And But other than that, I got to tell you, mostly it's it's been a non-factor in terms of affecting me personally or my family personally, which is That's I'm grateful fantastic. for. Um but it has affected a bunch of other things as it has everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can't speak to it like some people 
can in terms of, of knowing people that have been, I got to say this because of all the things that I have, and I don't pay attention to the news really. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just not a news person. Yeah. You're in good company again because yeah. yeah. <laughs> really yeah. so much of that I can handle. I read to, I read something today. I, well, let me get to the point. The most touching story that I've heard about. And then today I had, I had to read about it was, uh, I think I'll get her name right. was Dr. Lorna Breen. Okay. She was the um, physician in New York who committed suicide that, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a well-known story. Uh, I want to say it's on the today show. It's been reported a lot. This happened probably a month ago, but I listened to her sister and brother-in-law give a, uh, uh, it was obviously a replay of an interview that, uh, and I don't know these news people. Her name is Samantha. Maybe sure. that means something to people that watch news, but uh, she's well known. I've seen her face. It was uh, gripping. That's all I can say. And it helped me to realize that I, I shouldn't make light of things all the time. There are times to, yeah. to be sober and to say her situation, and it kind of reflects uh, maybe on some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today that the issues that we face, not just with this pandemic, but with just life in general today affects people of all uh, shapes and sizes, races, religions. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't discriminate, does it? (laughs) It affects everybody. This woman had it all. She had it all. But the the weight of of, uh, her, the burden of, of caring for other people during the hot spot in the United States, New York City, was just too much for her to overcome. She saw too much pain and suffering, uh, did not reach out to get the help that she needed in a timely fashion, and it ended up in her demise. Uh, but she was a wonderful person. I mean, I read her story, and I think, you know, we need a million just like her. So if you have a chance, you know, read about Dr. Lorna Breen, B-R-E-E-N. I think it's a it would be an honor to her family. They're they're doing a lot now to try to help healthcare professionals that are going through the same thing. It's just something I read about today and thought I'll mention it because it kind of fits in nicely with yeah. what we're talking about. Well, that's yeah, I think absolutely. kind of the beauty of all of this is even though we can't like be physically together, it's shown how dependent we actually are on just relationship and you know having conversations and and talking right. to different people and and loving on each other even when we can't even like hug right now, you know? Exactly. Yeah, but it's... you've, uh, you've been going on some quarantine adventures though. <laughs> quarantine hasn't held you down, Steve. No, it, it hasn't. As a matter of fact, I would say the month of May for me has been, I'll put it right up there at the, the best months of my life. I love that. Not many people can say that right now. That's for sure. Well, what do you, what do you contribute that to? I, it was something that I did years ago. I made a list and some people call it a bucket list. I, I prefer not to call it that because that has a connotation that you're going to kick the bucket. Or I'm, I know I am, but I'm not planning an early departure. I got at least another couple of years left in me. So I made, I made a list of things that I wanted to do. I got a, a friend of mine gave me a book called a thousand places you need to visit before you die, which is another bucket. <laughs> I hate the t- I hate the title of the book. Get out of this, please. Yeah. <laughs> I love the book, and it, it got me to thinking. Now's the time to start 
doing things that you mm. thought about doing all these years. And I, I have to say, I've lived a pretty charmed adult life. I made up for some uh, not so charming uh, younger years, but there were still a lot of things that I hadn't done yet that I kept thinking, you know, one day I'm going to, one day I'm going to. And then I just decided this is one day, you know, you don't know about tomorrow. So you have today. And I'm also in a position where, you know, I don't have young children at home. I have grandchildren that I can see when I want to. I just decided that one of the best things that I know of to create mind space I kept thinking my brain is so cluttered and Leanne knows this about me. I just take in things and I don't, a lot of times I can't get rid of it. Sure. So uh, I felt like going to the great outdoors and seeing some of the most beautiful spots in our country. I wanted to start with the U S because it's Mm -hmm. easier to get to. I can't believe I've driven about 3,500 miles in in May. That's awesome. Um, Now I didn't want to drive. 3,500 miles, <laughs> but I had a little uh, incident that Leanne knows about that involved the uh, Texas Rangers, not the baseball team. Uh, and so I decided, you know, it'd be safer to drive. They can't track me as easily. And um, I saw the Great Smoky Mountains, Appalachian Trail. I just got back from the Rocky Mountains. I hiked 30 miles in seven days, which 30 That's miles in hiking, a lot of hiking. Yeah. Yeah. I was pretty tired. And then, uh, so, but I mainly did it to try to create some, like I said, mind space, kind of clear out some of the junk that's there. I have to say that's, that was my main motivation was to, and also to take that time. There's a lot of quiet time. That's kind of what I wanted to ask you about. Just the solidarity, like where does your mind go? Like, does it go to one place? Like, does it always kind of start in one place or does it just kind of whatever's weighing on your heart or like, where does your mind go? I, I've got a great example. I, it was my last day of hiking. I was in Manitou Springs, Colorado, which is, I, I sent you the picture of that um, 2,744 step. Yeah. Which is, it, it's insane. Colorado Springs, it, to me, is the most athletic city in the United States. There's okay. no question. I mean, you just see so many world-class athletes there. You can tell by looking at them. Of course, that's where our Olympic training facilities are. And so oh, it makes sense. Yeah. As I'm coming down the mountain that last day, there's nobody, and there's, it's crowded, but there's nobody around. I'm, not, I'm passing somebody about every 20 to 30 minutes, so it's not real crowded. And I stop, and I'm looking in this canyon. I mean, it's just awe-inspiring because the rock formations, one looked like a, an old man's face. I saw the eyes. I saw the mouth. I mean, it, it, I wasn't hallucinating. I wasn't taking any medications. <laughs> The endorphins were definitely kicking in, but it didn't cause me to see things that weren't there. It was there. And I took a picture of a volcano one day, an inactive volcano in New Mexico that had a cloud formation over it. It looked like it was spewing gas. I just take pictures of these things, and I think these things are all around us every day. My grandchildren see things in the yard that I don't see. Perspective. Yeah, it's perspective. So to answer your question, Leanne, I – I sat down for a second. I put my phone away because I was taking pictures and I thought, wouldn't it be nice if, I mean, I know there are things that come into our lives that prevent us from having this sense of peace all the time, but wouldn't it be nice if on a regular basis uh, we could strip away all of the noise and really enjoy simplicity? 
And that's really where I started in many times during that, uh, the hiking times, I would sit down and just look at something, just a flower. I, I know this sounds corny, but no, no, it doesn't at all. A flower growing out of a rock. And you would That's think the most heroic thing in the world to me. <laughs> I love it. It is. No, I, I love, I love the analogy of that weed that pulls through the concrete. I mean, that is so good. Yeah. Well, this beautiful uh, purple flower is growing out of a rock. And I'm thinking, how does that happen? I mean, there's very little water because the area that we were in is kind of arid. It's, but anyway, I could go on and on about that. Just I had a number of examples of things that I saw that made me really strip away all the things that I worry about and fret about and think, um, if we could get to a place where we enjoyed and took, took real joy in small, wonderful details of life, then I, I think we'd be a much better people. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't like that's what we were evolved doing is being in nature, you know. Like Clayton, when he started the garden, I thought it was a cute, fun idea. But like, I've I've started doing some gardening and like planting cactuses and stuff like that. And I went to Home Depot today, and we're gonna do this like art little thing on the wall, the fake window with little pots um, in each pane. And I'm like super excited about it, and. it's so easy because we're surrounded by it all day, every day to just look past it. We don't literally stop and smell the roses, you know? And so sometimes it takes a little reminder, like Clayton making a garden or like COVID, a big reminder. Yeah. <laughs> step back and, and maybe start thinking a little differently and appreciate a little more, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm seeing in like our life right now that things are starting to pick back up again, you know, now that areas. And, and I worry about that. I, I don't want to go away from the quiet, the time, you know, around the family table. For me, that's a big one, you know, time outside with my kids. I, I need that stuff. And, and too quickly, it can go away when, yeah. when we get busy, even just within our own head and, and don't get back to, you know, the, the simple little joys like you were talking about. I completely agree with that. So you mentioned um, being concerned about life getting back to normal and you not yeah. wanting to let go of some of the things that have, that have come around that are positive human nature being what it is that will happen, but right. not probably not as much as we are imagining it will in our minds. And I'm not going to go into the reasons why I believe that it won't go back. It won't revert back to the mean, so to speak. The reason it won't is because crazy as it sounds, a lot of it's going to be driven economically. It, oh, it always is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way our world works. And, and, right. I, mean, I don't particularly care for that aspect of, of a, a worldview that's all based on economics. But the fact of the matter is, yeah, there, there's that's a lot of truth to the fact that economic issues drive a lot of behavior. Mm-hmm. So people will be sitting around the dining room table more than they were in the past. They won't go out to eat as much anymore. Even uh, people of means will not go out and spend $500 on dinner as much as they used to. That's already happened. That was happening before this, by the way. Um, People were luxury boats and uh, high-end cars. Sales on a lot of those things have been down for a couple of years. Um, That's an aside, but I don't think we're going back to where we were. I, I know there's some place in the middle where we probably need to be. 
We yeah. don't need to be sitting around the dining room table every night of our lives. You know what I mean? We, I do. I do. We need options. We need options. Well, what's crazy to me is like how I guess I had been so busy for so long without realizing that like when I had to spend a day at home, like a full day, like I was like, I did, like, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I felt like kind of guilty and like pretty negative about it. And I know it was like with the blanket of like a pandemic above why we're staying home, but it's still like, it was kind of sad at how difficult it was for me to just chill out, you know? Mm. I'm glad I see that now because I don't want to let it get to a point where something like that is weird to me again, you know? Yeah, you want to be able to be comfortable in the silence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, you, you've heard me, Leanne, mention a, uh, a Bible verse that I like uh, real well. And it's something that I, I'm not great at, but I aspire to be better. Uh, learning to be content in whatever our circumstances are. Mm-hmm. Contentment is my word. We talked about, you know, yeah, that's your word. Good. I loved yours. Yours was hormones, which was funny. <laughs> I did. That's my, that's my, my main issue right now. <laughs> Uh, you know, I was I was looking for something a little deeper than that. And she came back with hormones. <laughs> hormones. She was she was in it. She was think about right now is my damn hormones. So ask me again in a month. <laughs> I will. So so contentment was mine, and um, I really do. It's kind of like sitting on that log, looking at those rock formations, and thinking some of the stuff I get all worked up over. Really. I mean, yeah, it's just not worth it. And it's not helping me. It's not helping the people around me. So I don't think we're going back to where we were. It's an individual choice. Absolutely. Yeah. There will be people still cutting us off in traffic. Still be people in the grocery store that are rude because they're just rude. Uh, yeah, because you're not wearing your mask. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have been until the last few days. Uh, and I got some, boy, I tell you, in Colorado, if I saw 5,000 people while I was there, I bet 10 of them weren't wearing a mask. We're wow. not. We're not. Wow. Even most com- hiking and everything? It's not even a requirement in certain, I may not have heard you correctly. Were, were they wearing masks while hiking? Many were, yeah. Or, or they or they would have they would have it off, and as they got close to you, they would put it on. Yeah. And I wasn't wearing one hiking because I'm thinking, I'm sorry, you know, I just don't see it. But anyway, uh, the, the point of, of that was, I'm not sure what the point was. You were talking about contentment, being content. I, I'm, I'm content being finished with that conversation. <laughs> well, well, then I wanted to bring up, Steve, because obviously you're one of my clients and we've trained together for a couple of years now. and one thing that makes you kind of stand out from it's very rare about you is your self-motivation like i was telling cal before this like if i give you homework like there's no question that it it will be getting done and if i teach you a stretch on something that's tight that you're trying to work on i know for a fact that you're doing it probably every day um and you're you're active and you're eating right and like i don't have to stay on top of you for anything which is it's a trainer's dream. <laughs> yeah. So, Hang on just a second. I've got, yeah. her, I've got her trained well. <laughs> How much did you pay her to say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm still waiting on the Venmo. 
There you go. It's coming. <laughs> but where does where does that come from? Because I don't think you realize like how rare that actually is. I mean, a lot of what we are is genetic. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. So I can't take credit for the genetics and I don't accept the blame for my genetics either. Uh, what a beautiful statement. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Truthfully, truthfully, I've never said that before in my life. I'm not joking. It, it's yeah. Been, no, uh, that great. happens. Sometimes stream of consciousness, you just say things, you go, where'd that come from? Um, <laughs> Hence and this, whole, and, this whole podcast came to be. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes you, you say something and then you reach out and grab the words and try to put them back in. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's happened too. <laughs> On a daily basis. Yeah. Um, so I have been, I'll get back to your question in just a second, but okay. So where did that come from? Genetics. Um, and then I, I've lived long enough now to understand that a lot of times we are doing in life the things we do to gain approval. I mean, let's face it. If I don't really have a good trusting relationship with Leanne, then we're not having this conversation today. Right. Yeah. If if it's not somebody that I want to share life with and, yeah. and expose myself and be vulnerable, then we're just not having this conversation. So we are always looking for approval, whether we admit it or not. Yeah. Absolutely. So early in life, some things happened I won't go into um, that weren't very pleasant. And yet I had people in my life that I loved dearly and they loved me dearly. And I wanted their approval and I, I sought their approval because they gave me positive affirmation. So for me, a lot of that had to, uh, it came through education. My grandparents, I'm speaking of grandparents, they were educators. And um, I found it delightful to have them tell me what a great student I was. They would give me a homework assignment. I mean, they were teaching me. I was learning more from them than I ever did in the public schools. And from others too, not ju- not just them, but I was always wanting to get that approval that you might not have been getting in places that you would normally get it. Let's just put it sure. that way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So a great example, and this is one I always remember, it was field day, third grade. I, You know what field day is. It's that day when you dismiss school and everybody goes out to the playground and you have these competitions. I understand now everybody finishes first place. Uh, back then... Not in my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But if the public government funded programs have anything to do with it, everybody finishes first and nobody's told that there's room for improvement. I'm sorry. That's just an opinion. Back in the day, that's what my grandson now says to me. Hey, coach. Hey, back in the day. And I'm like, where did you learn that? You're only seven. But so at field day, you had all these events and they were usually you know, sports related because you're outside. What else could it be? I guess they had drawing too, but nobody cared about that. Nobody cared about art, Leanne. I'm sorry. Oh yeah. Shame on you. No, I'm kidding. They probably had it. I just wasn't allowed to be in there. So we had all these events and I wanted to be in all of them. And of course, all the teachers were saying, well, you know, you can't, you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, you can. I mean, it logs are not happening at the same time. And the way I see it, there's a schedule over there and there's just one after the other. And I, you're going to anyway, make it I work. Went home with, I went home with nine blue ribbons and two red ribbons. And I remember one of the uh, PE teachers coming up and saying, I've never seen that before. I mean, I've been here 12 years. I've never seen anybody walk away with that many ribbons. And I said to myself, I remember thinking, 
it wasn't for me so much as it was my grandparents were there kind of watching and they were picking oh, me up wow. that day. I did it for other people. Um, I mean, you always do it for yourself, right? Yeah, I think there's a little bit of that for yeah. sure. You want to see what you can do I if think it's yeah. possible. Yeah, I think that that's a fair point. Yeah. But in the end, aren't we really wanting a pat on the back? Yeah, we want to be acknowledged for sure. Everyone yeah. wants to be acknowledged for things that they do. So I think that's where it came from was a need to prove yourself that you could do things that maybe other people, I don't know that they said you couldn't do it. I, that wasn't it. I didn't, I, I, yeah. don't, I really don't see it that way, but it came from a place where you enjoyed, I enjoy recognition. Not so much now. Now I'm okay with being But that is such a powerful thing to be able to say. Yeah. I mean, really, truth, truthfully, it is. That's to be able to say that I, I want that and I need that and I like it. Yeah, my kids. even say that. Yeah. Exactly. So my kids used to take my yearbook, high school yearbook, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I'm pretty sure my wife put them up to this, but they took out my senior yearbook. And, you know, at the back of it, they had these, so they had the, the names of all the people in the back. And then it would have a page number where if you wanted to look up somebody, you could easily page 96, go there and you'd find them. So I'm, I'm only telling you this because it answers the question. It just sounds so boastful, but it's not. It's just, I, I just remember um, my daughter said, you've got 28 pages on here. Nobody oh else, God. nobody else has even like 10. Yeah. And I said, it's because I would have rather been anywhere but home. Mm. And I was constantly going, 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 Stay going, busy. going, and, and mm-hmm. working, 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 working. And I probably only got five, six hours of sleep even in high school. I had to be up, you know this, Leanne. I mean, it's swim. you're up early, you're in the pool. In my case, I was in the gym or I was on the track or I was studying or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was always that way. And I just didn't know any other way to do it other than it was I mean, a survival. Yeah. I felt like based on what I had seen in my family, if I didn't change the course a bit, that things weren't going to work out like I wanted them to. So it was, oh. but it wasn't a grind. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So you knew. So whereas like most, I don't know, to me, it would be most people, but most people struggle with, the self-motivation part and getting going and staying going and consistency. And um, so you would say your challenge is slow is more of slowing down and and taking it easy and giving yourself a break, giving myself a break and giving others a break. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Steve, 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 you and I, (laughs) I'm seeing a lot of similarities. Yeah. I mean, it's a double-edged sword. It really is. Because part of it, you're able to get more things done. You're able to like live a great life. You know, like you're, you're able to do things. That part isn't scary. But Leanne, kind of even like what you were saying, I know for me, I kind of operate very similar where it's go, go, go. So then that's like my schedule's almost controlled for me. You know what I mean? I don't have to think about all the other stuff that's not going right. But when you are forced to like sit down and slow down and, and be gentle with yourself and other people in those moments of quiet, it's really a struggle. Um, yeah. I know, I know I personally have deal with that but self-awareness being what it is the fact that you know that at such an early age like what 27 I think (laughs) you are yeah yeah we're going with 27 (laughs) knowing that now I mean you you you've got so much time to work on it where I don't really think I became self-aware until last Tuesday I mean it was like (laughs) 
I dig it. I love that so much. No, it's, it's so true. But it ebbs and flows, right? Like there's moments, there's moments where you can really tap into that. And then there's moments when your head gets so busy. It's just, you can't, you can't think in that aware subconscious. That's what, that's exactly what happened to me is my brain was just so overwhelmed with stuff that doesn't even matter. Just A to Z, everything had to come in and not everything got out and even sleep wouldn't get rid of it. Oh, I had the weirdest dream last night. We can't even go there. Oh, man. Maybe we can if you want to, Steve. No, it's another time. I feel like now you have to tell us. Another time. I won't forget it. Okay. I won't forget it. All right. So I will give you the premise of the dream and then you tell me, have you had this, have you had this kind of dream before? Okay. I am a law abiding citizen. I'm a rule follower. But in my dream, I got in a car and I was trashing people's yards. I was knocking over mailboxes. And then before you know it, my car wouldn't go anymore. So I got on a bike and I was wrecking havoc on the city. The police were chasing me. Before you know it, I'm sitting in a house with a lot of my family there. Not all of them. I can identify who was there and who wasn't. They were even aunts and uncles and cousins. Even a deceased cousin was there in my dream. But he was young, and they were all coming up to me expressing just how bitterly disappointed in me they were. Oh, my God. (laughs) Wow. And I was disappointed in myself, too. And the truth of the matter is, I had done done drugs, and that's what caused me to do it. And the police officer came into the living room, and I'm sitting in a recliner, and they're talking, everybody's, my aunt's an attorney, and she's talking to me about how long I'm going to be in jail. It was horrible. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You wake up more exhausted. Okay. When I woke up, have you had those dreams where you wake up and you go, Oh, that wasn't real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I threw that in, but I have a feeling it has something to do with, I came back to reality. I came back to Plano. I got back to work. I got into my routine and I started doing drugs. (laughs) And before you know it, I'm trashing people's yards. So I'm going to have to go back out in the mountains again. Yep, you're going to have to go back. Nature's calling. You must go. <laughs> wow. It was so weird. Um, Leanne and I have spent a couple years reading happiness books and books on self-improvement. And uh, she'll most of the time she gives me a, a referral, and I think I've given her one or two. And most of the time, I mean, they're really outstanding books yeah. um here's the one right now there we go see cal that was the one i was wondering if we should do for next book club yeah 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 i think that but one my, would be really my, fun uh my client Lori, you know Lori with the long black hair steve she right. gave that book um, uh it's good it's great and there have been there have been many others that, that have been really good too i could walk over there and get them but i won't so the happiness thing, I, I, I want to bring this up because I think it ties into the period of time in which we find ourselves. And this whole COVID issue brings up a lot of really important questions. Yeah. I don't think there are any more important questions. And so I got to refer to a couple of notes real quick. Is that okay? Yeah, please, by all means. Yeah, I wrote them down. I'm part of a uh, organization called the National Alliance on Mental Illness, NAMI, N-A-M-I. Okay. And I'm not real involved. I'm kind of a I'm, I'm learning about them and seeing if they're right for, if it's a right fit type thing. Mm-hmm. So far they are. They're the largest grassroots organization in the country uh, devoted to helping families uh, of those suffering from 
mental illness. Now, they're not clinicians, they're not therapists. Uh, they do have clinicians on staff, of course, but the people that are involved are people like me who are not trained specifically to do anything in, in regard to mental health and mental illness, but we've taken an interest in it for various personal reasons. And Leanne and I have talked a lot about the components of happiness and unhappiness and what makes people tick and what makes people go the, you know, the wrong way. And it occurred to me over the last couple of years, just how off course, I don't know if it's the world. I can't relate to the entire world because I don't live there. <laughs> but at least in the United States, I travel around quite a bit. I see a lot of people in different places and we're a very unhappy people. Yeah. As a matter I of fact, I, I will, I just read this, um, I don't know when, sometime in the last year. Uh, the United Nations does a study every year. There's a select committee. Uh, these are very intelligent people. When you look at their titles, you're like, they got all, they got 20 initials after their names. And they do this study every year. And I'm telling you, the U.S. ranks real, real low in terms of what they call the, the happiness index. See if you can guess, this is just fun. What country is usually number one? I like immediately was thinking like Sweden or someplace like that. You're very close. Okay. Switzerland? You got the last half. The Lund is right. Put another Greenland. The Netherlands. Keep going. Tell us, Steve. Tell us. (laughs) We will be here forever. I'm like trying to look at the map. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to tell you, but first I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a joke and then you're going to figure it out. Okay. Well, we'll see. This is a joke you can, uh, it's a dad joke you can share with your kids. So how does a mermaid clean her fin? Oh, fin. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. But what's the answer to the joke? The tide. My husband is going to love that. Oh my gosh. That is like. That's perfect. Oh my God. I'm going to blow his mind with that one. Okay, Finland. Uh, Finland. <laughs> Finland is almost always number one. Denmark, Switzerland, those countries, of course, they don't have, you know, I'm not going to get into the reasons why yeah. it's easier for them to be happy. It's not, that's just an excuse. We're not that, we're not that happy. And, and, yeah. and yet, okay, so I'm going to tie this together. Bill Gates, back in 2013, seven years ago, said, that the rate of change or the rate of innovation is higher today in 2013 than it's ever been. Well, think about what it is now. I mean, technology is multiplying at an exponential rate. So there's more computing power in this cell phone, not not just more, a thousand times more computing power in this device than what was in the first, the Apollo mission that landed on the moon in 1969, 50 to 51 years ago, a thousand times more power in this little device. And in 10 years, you can't even imagine what that's going to mean. So terrifying to be honest. Okay. So it brings me to kind of the the point that I wanted to ask you guys about knowing that it, it, it has a lot of positive results to it. Think about all the wonderful things that we can do with our phones. Flashlights at night, I mean, so I don't stub my toe again. <laughs> so couple that with the fact that the standard of the world's standard of living is higher than it's ever been. By standard of living, I don't mean living where we live. We live in a bubble. 
if we look at the world as a whole and say, what does the standard of living mean? It means clean drinking water, ample food supply, basic medical care, and housing that will keep people warm at night. It's the basics, right? Yeah. So the standard of living in the world is the highest it's ever been. Technology is more advanced than it's ever been. Longevity of life, longer than it's ever been. All of those things should mean what? Technically, that we should be happier and we should be fine. We should be ecstatic. Yeah. Why aren't we? Well, Steve, I think, yeah, I think it goes back to what you were talking about, appreciating the simple things, like going back to where we came from, getting out in nature. Like, I know it's a, definitely like a combination of things, but that's why Kala wanted to start this podcast. We're missing the, the human connection because there's, there's so much to be distracted by now because there's so much cool shit out there, <laughs> you know? Right. It's easy to say this doesn't work for me. You know, I, I think that there's always a next best thing. At least that's the way I kind of look at it. So we're always trying to get to the next best thing when we can't just be here and be happy with nothing. Um, that is a great way of putting it, Cal. I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but since we are progressing so quickly, we we get into the habit of progressing and innovating. Yeah. There's got to right. be something better, right? Yeah. Right. This phone is so darn slow. I mean, I'm trying to order a sandwich from Jimmy John and get them to deliver it because I can't even get off my ass and go fix my own. Right, in under 15 minutes. It's Come on, crazy. I thought you said you were freaky fast. That was 16 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's the truth though, right? We're always trying to, to do, and I think a lot of it has to go with if you can do more, if you have the next next thing or the, or the new idea or whatever it is, it goes back to, you know, your little kid at field day. You want, you want to be acknowledged. You want to be seen. And so many people don't think that they can just be seen by doing the basic things, by not having to do anything, by just showing up and being them, that that's enough. And I think that has a lot to do with people's mindsets. And it's just, it's all connected. So can we get to a place uh, individually and then with the people that we have influ- influence with, people that we yeah. love and trust and that love and trust us, and we get to the place where we're able to say there's no need for us to do the comparison thing so much. It, there's a place for comparison. There, there's certainly a place for us to be judged. That's the reason I like the idea of a, a, a win, place, and show, a red ribbon, a blue ribbon, and a no ribbon. You know, yeah. it's, uh, I'm okay with that. But we, I think social media, matter of fact, going back to this study that I, I read about, The two issues, and we're going to, this is going to segue us into a discussion that I know you want to have. The study actually bears out that the main reasons for the current gap in happiness between the U.S., we're not alone. There are other countries that are as wonderful with all of our stuff we have compared to some of these other places. The gap seems to be an unhealthy use of social media and an addiction problem. Addiction to social media. That's a real thing. I I'm checking even... all the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of the okay. above. So addiction to social media, gambling, um, substances, obsessive compulsive disorder. There's, there's about a hundred different ones. And, and it's never been this. If you talk to the professionals, psychologists, licensed professional counselors, psychiatrists, they'll tell you they've never been so busy. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they, don't, they don't have to advertise. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, there, I know I have a counselor. I've had one for years. She's great. Um, I've had two. He's great too. She just happens to be closer. And I can't get back in. I quit going for a while. I can't get back in to see her. She's like, I, I could work around the clock if I wanted to, and I don't want to, but addiction. Yeah. And so I, that's kind of what I wanted to get to was if we know that we have an epidemic that's not virus related, but is head related, what can we do individually to, to take care of ourselves better? And what can we do to help those that we have influence with? Yeah, I think that's the million dollar question, right? I mean, <laughs> if we did that, our happy gaps would be filled, right? Uh, sure. Yeah, that for me, the biggest thing was in even with starting this podcast, because I, I felt a big pull in that. It's like people need to know that they can just come as they are, you know, um, and, and feel and have these candid conversations because until you can either see somebody having a conversation or have a conversation with somebody else, you're never going to realize how actually easy it is to, to get better. You know, it is, it is a choice. I think there's other things that play factors, the addictions, all those different things can spiral and, and mess up our headspace. But overall it, it's, it comes back down to the human connection side of things. You, you have to be able to connect with someone outside of yourself if you're going to be fulfilled. And it doesn't mean seeking approval. It means just knowing that you're not in this big worldwide thing alone. So Leanne, go ahead. And then I want to ask you a question. Okay. Well, and I was going to say definitely like the human connection and, and being empathetic and, and sharing your heart with other people, but also like going in into yourself and learning who am I? Like what, what do I love? What, what is in my life making me unhappy? Because if, if I'm unhappy, then I'm just contributing to the problem and I'm not being the best I can be for the people in my life who probably need me just like I need them. So it's, it's self-care and, and learning yourself too. Like you're with yourself all the time. So you might as well get to know <laughs> who am I, you know? It's true. Yeah. So you, you, you ladies are young women, excuse me, are, I don't know. I just, call you, I'll just call you friends. Okay. Friends. There we um, go. <laughs> being that, being that you're younger, um, do you ever have that thought? I, I can't get away from myself even when I want to. Constantly for the longest time. This last year of my life was really about learning to like myself even on my bad days and knowing that I'm still like worthy of being here in this moment. Um, that was a big thing for me. So do you think people struggle? Bottom line, do you think that if you could boil it down to one simple statement mm-hmm. that most... Yes, it's in my business plan. <laughs> I know what it is. I know my answer. <laughs> okay, I love it. I got really excited about that. Yeah, uh, so I've been going through business coaching and I've been really trying to find out the foundation of who I am, what my passion, what my purpose is, and then infiltrate it into both this podcast and into um, the writing that I want to do in the future. And one of the big things is for me is that everybody's going through something always and that everybody has a story to share. So if you can keep that in the forefront, you can't not go in open to, to any situation. If you can remember that just like you have the opportunity to go through things and, and to make mistakes and to come back, so does the same person insert into whatever situation. So, so. I like I like the term grace. I love grace. Around here lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that to me is what grace is, is uh, 
one, it's not giving up on yourself. It's not giving up on other people. Um, even when it seems like it's just impossible to take another step with them. So that's, that's grace. Um, and we need an awful lot of it, but it becomes easier to exercise grace when we know that it's also being extended us. It's not, it's not a one way street. It's not like, I'm always being gracious to other people. I never get, you know, no. Get out of here with that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was going to ask Leanne, I was going to ask you something. And it kind of flew right out. Um, well, while you're thinking of it, yeah, uh, I'll answer. So Calla was talking about that's been a big thing for her this past year is learning to love herself and stuff. And I mean, we both, we all know that it, that's like a lifelong journey, you know, but um, one thing that, really stood out to me that I learned about myself recently was when Kala and I were going through the book club book, the indistractable book. Yeah. The author mentioned a word in there. I'm going to bring it up again. Sorry. <laughs> You're so obsessed. No, I love it. I'm glad that it made an impact. <laughs> it's rumination. Rumination. It's rumination. Just constantly thinking about negative thoughts over and over, just stewing in negativity. And I needed a flashlight on that word to kind of give me this aha moment of, oh my God, I'm doing that. No, I don't want to say every moment alone with myself because that makes me sound of course, but a lot, (laughs) a lot of time when even, even Steve, like it would creep in at some points during our sessions, you know, like we'd be talking, I'd spark a negative thought would come up and I just try, I just bury it. Not right now. Not right now. And learning about that word helped me pinpoint exactly what my issue is to help give me kind of the knowledge to when I notice myself doing it again, I'm just like, Oh, Leanne, you're ruminating. And then poof, Mm. new new thought pattern. And that has been huge to me because I, I needed to learn that in order to get myself out of this cycle of thoughts that I didn't even realize I was having, you know, those thoughts were affecting my behaviors. I would skip out on things voluntarily because I, I felt too self-conscious to go do things or I put it off to tomorrow because I just, just not today. Cause you beat yourself down with these negative thoughts. And honestly, since I guess four weeks ago, when, when I learned that word, I almost I, like, I feel freed of like, awesome. hugely. So the, the verse in the Bible that another one that I like is the true self shit sets you free. So you, you found some truth. I did. Okay. And it wasn't something that was necessarily, I mean, you didn't self-impose it. it this is what I, the thought that occurs to me over and over again in life is a lot of times a thought comes into your mind and you're like, get out of my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't originate that thought. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe it's the culture. Maybe it's your surroundings, but it brings us to an important, really important point. You've heard this. You've read it. We become (laughs) the culmination of the people we are around and the people who influence us. And so that's why I wrote down in one of the questions that I sent out was talking about your fab five. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be. It's just a number. I mean, most people don't have time to develop real close relationships with more than five people. Yeah. Now I'm excluding spouse, significant other children. Those are, 
that's your, you've already got your fab five. You got your fab four, you know, that, that, that's <laughs> no, not what I, I'm, we are pretty fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So outside of that, you, you need people you can rely on and trust that you know that Kyle and I play these strange games all the time. Kyle's my brother-in-law and um, we've done this for 30 some odd years. We'll go on a road trip and he'll, he threw out this question to me once. It, it's fascinating to play this 20 questions. It's not 20 questions, but so here's the game. Now, I don't know why this one came to mind first. It might tell you a little bit about what's going on in the, uh, in the cerebral area, but I love this it. question he posed to me was, you've just murdered someone. Forget whether or not it was justifiable or not. You've just murdered someone. And you need to tell one person. Just one. I know who I'm calling. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the question. And that was the issue is, do you have a person that you can call that you know, even with the most heinous crime possible, the most challenging circumstance in life, they have got your back no matter what. So then you try to t- step that down a little bit. You didn't commit murder, but, you know, you shoplifted. And, you know, there's four other people that you need to tell you shoplifted. You just want to get it off your chest, but you don't need them going to the authorities over, you know, some Twizzlers. So, <laughs> right. um, I was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, who are those four people that you feel comfortable with? And so we started talking about that, and it kind of evolved into a, a discussion about you have like the con- the connection to people. You need people in your life that are going to be there through thick and thin. Because trust me, you live long enough, you're going to have both. You're going to have some really tough times come up, and you're going to have some great joys. And you're going to have it's going to do this. You know, it's boom, boom, yeah. it's up and down. But you have to have people that you trust. And if if you don't surround yourself with the right people, you're going to get a lot of bad advice. And in a moment yeah. of weakness, when you are down and out, guess what? You're going to act on a lot of bad advice. Mm-hmm. Instead, <laughs> if you're going to people that you trust and you know are well-grounded, they're going to be the ones to look at you and go, Leanne, are you sure that's what you want to do? Had a few of those conversations. <laughs> have, you, have you thought this through all the way? Let me. You may not be ready right now, but give it a day or two and call me back and before you do anything, let's, let's think this through and and talk about what it's going to look like on the other side. Mm -hmm. Um, I do believe that people who don't have that connection don't feel like they have the the trusting and loving support are the ones that get wrapped up the most in the addiction issues. And because they're looking for something to fill a void. Yes. Again, you're talking about me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Absolutely. I, I started this podcast last year and then I, I took a break because it was just stirring up a bunch of stuff within me, kind of things that you're hitting on. And when I think about the five people, it's so funny that Leanne, I mean, that's my five friends, you know, it's the girls <laughs> trip that we took. That's why I wanted to do this. Those are my people. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just very cool because since then, and when I can get into that mindset of knowing that I have like my, my core group of friends outside of my family and my kids and, and things like that. Um, yeah, I feel like anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, and, and how, and how powerful is that? It's the best thing that's happened to me in my life. 
I mean, outside of, you know, marriage and children for me. Yeah. Really, Kelly? It's just, uh, she can be honest. No, I, I truthfully mean that. Uh, really? My, you really, you really feel that strong? I'm just kidding. I do. I do. I could get on a soapbox like you wouldn't believe when it comes to my husband and children. Yeah. Uh, That's no, great. But, yeah. I, I, I'm very, very fortunate um, that they've stuck by me when they probably shouldn't have. And I feel that way about my friends. And I think once I started to really understand and know that I could come to them with that, that trust and, and feel so vulnerable and change who I had always been. And then they actually liked the real me better. Um, you know, that's, that's a powerful thing because that's when you can start really, for me, that's really when I was able to start like living my life and and chasing the things that I wanted and just knowing that I have like this, this support group of people who love me, even if this thing fails. Well, that's, that's exactly what you said about Jen at the, in Santa Fe, you said take the risks because you know, she'll have your back and like, that's, that's what everybody needs. Cause I don't think there's any, I mean, maybe like a handful of people, like a rare breed that would just go out and do something completely on their own, no support, don't need it, you know, like, yeah, do you, but I know for me, like, I'm not one of, <laughs> I'm not one of those people by any means. Well, you're, you're, you maybe you're not, but not yet. Maybe there's also a place in the world for people who are more reserved and Absolutely. Are, are more um, risk averse. We can't all be the same. That's been a big lesson in, in all of this too. And, and knowing that about people and you still loving them and them still loving you regardless is like, that's where the magic is, you know? Did you ever see the movie City Slickers? It's been a long time. Well, there are a lot of movie references I would make that you would think, was that black and white? <laughs> but anyway, this was actually color. It was shot in Technicolor, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> big big screen, you know, you had to pay admission to get in, all that. Yeah, um, I remember those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So City Slickers, take a look on YouTube. There's just this one scene where they're on their horses going down this trail, and Billy Crystal's, I don't remember his character's name, but he's talking to Curly, and he says, you know, so what – what really is the meaning of life? And he just holds up one finger and says, it's just that one thing. And uh, then one of the other actors, Daniel Stern says, well, what is that one thing? And Curly says, that's something you have to find out on your own. And that was, the movie is hilarious. It's a great comedy, but it actually has a central theme that has stuck with me. And when i when I really get down to it, it comes down to knowing what that one thing is. And we're all, we all have to find it on our own, but I, I do believe the common thread that runs through it is serving other people, finding joy and taking care of other people. I don't believe there's a whole lot of happiness and joy in serving ourselves. I think we get more than we give. You know, you always talk about, I used to do a lot of teaching and I would always learn a whole lot more than my class because I had to be prepared. But then I also had to listen to their comments and and their questions and they would bring up things I hadn't even thought of or whatever that's worth. No, that's so true. So some of the questions that we were looking at, I don't even remember what they were, but they were focused around the things that bring us contentment and happiness, the things that distract from that happiness. So I'm at my friend's place in Pagosa Springs and um, he put me in, in what he calls the apartment. He and his daughter were staying in the main house. And I mean, I would live in an apartment like this 
anytime. It's got everything. But the coolest thing about it was get in bed. Generally, after a day of hiking and fishing and all, I'm, I'm in bed by 9.30, which was 10.30 our time. But lay in bed, and he's got these two big windows above that are not covered with any kind wow. of window covering. Oh, nice. And you look out, and it's like the it's like the stars are just outside of your window. And they're, I mean, even though they're not huge windows, you're seeing a billion stars. Mm-hmm. And he says that's when people make comments in the guest book, that's their number one comment. They love to stay in the apartment because they say where we live, we never see the stars. Mm-hmm. You go out at night there and it's like you can reach up and grab them. Oh, they're so close. And so last night I'm sitting out having dinner. Lauren and I are sitting out uh, having dinner outside. I can't see the stars. They're washed out because there's so much light. And I do think we forget to look up and realize that, okay, here we go with the insignificant thing. The earth is but a grain of sand. Did you know that? I hate, I hate thinking about this because my mind just wants to implode. <laughs> I'm just like, can't handle it. No, it's everything is such a blip. Anything that we think of or think that is important or taking up headspace or anything like that is nothing. We are a blip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So during my hike, Leanne, one of the thoughts that occurred to me, because I'm I just had the star experience the night before. I was still starstruck. And I'm in the mountains and I'm walking, and it occurs to me that these I'm looking at these boulders and they're everywhere. And they weigh 50 tons each and they're like a grain of sand. But that grain of sand is on an earth. That's a grain of sand. Okay. Yeah. So what am I? Yeah. Mm. I don't. <laughs> okay. So, so here's the thought that came to me though. I don't know where it came from, but I like that it came to me. <laughs> I thought in life, Anybody I've ever known, mostly I can categorize them as a giver or a taker. There are some that are kind of in the middle. I'm a kind of a, I may be a little bit more a giver than a taker. My wife's a total giver. Give, 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 give. She never really asked for much in return. But I do know people in my family that are take, 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 take. (laughs) Okay. But that significance thing where you feel really, really small when you realize that, I mean, you're just like a... (laughs) You're so insignificant in terms of your size in your space on the planet. But then the earth is also very insignificant and all the other planets are also very insignificant. But when you put it all together, it's like a huge 50 trillion piece crossword puzzle. You can't have the complete puzzle without all the pieces. And then it occurred to me that not every person that comes into this life feels like they're a part of the puzzle. If they felt like they were a part of the puzzle, they wouldn't go stick needles in their arms and they wouldn't gamble. I'm using some of the things that I've had issues with, or they wouldn't, they wouldn't abuse, abuse, they wouldn't be verbally abusive to the people they love or they, all the things that we do that cause us heartache and cause other heartache. If you feel like you're part of the puzzle, you know, I'm part of the, I'm a piece, I matter. Then it doesn't matter that you take up a little bitty, bitty microscopic part of this entire creation. It's just, you feel significant because you mean something to other people. And, and that to me is really what all the hiking and outdoors and 
you get connected to the dirt and and I do believe gardening is a great outlet. I used to do it at my grandparents' farm and there's something about getting dirt under your fingernails that won't come out easily that to get out and spend like all night. Yeah. <laughs> that, that you know talk about being grounded, that's what it means. Is, yeah. yeah. You know, from the earth you came and from the earth you shall return. Um, if you know where you came from and where you're going and, and what your purpose is here during that time in between dirt to dirt, then you're in pretty good shape. Well, just, just real quick, like that thinking of it that way, like you are a piece of the puzzle, like to me, that feels motivating. Like that makes me want to make my life beautiful and my impact, you know, a positive one and my space Take up space. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I, I love that. I, I love that you said that. It's cool. Um, was there like a moment for you, Steve, where you like really can attribute where you found your purpose? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still looking. I don't know that there was an exact moment. I do remember that in um in high school, as strange as it might seem, actually junior high even, I, I can remember thinking you have the power, and I don't mean that in a controlling you're, you're way. Mm-hmm. You have yep. the influence. You have the ability to make people feel better, and you have the ability to. I like to laugh. I like to make people laugh. I like. I, I get a good people. dad joke at least once a week from Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I love dad jokes. I I really do um, believe that it came to me in junior high, eighth, ninth grade, when I realized that I love people. I mean, mm-hmm. and when you love people, then every day. I feel like day, I need to like put my praise hands up. Yeah. I can, I'm like, yes. <laughs> exactly. Even with the imperfections in our lives, you wake up and you think, what can I do to help somebody today? And I don't, you know, I got to be careful here because it sounds so, I mean, I know I'm just talking with you guys. And so um, I couldn't say this with strangers in the room. It'd be really uncomfortable for me to say it, but I I do feel like if you ever get to the point when you wake up in the morning and you can't think of anybody you want to do something good for, Mm. man, it's over. It's over. You know, it's just, and I always had that feeling in, in junior high and high school uh, that I wanted to be around people. I wanted to laugh and have a good time. I always had a lot of friends, um, but I had cool cars. I mean, so they wanted to, they wanted to be in <laughs> they my They wanted car. to hang. Yeah. I like yeah. It. It, was, it was pretty easy. And then I got a Volkswagen Beetle and the phone quit ringing. I mean, it's like, <laughs> all of a sudden. Do you want to know something funny? That was my first car. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Slug bug. Yep. Uh, that's right. that's so so I don't know. How about you? Mine, all, mine came from learning to like love myself. And I know that sounds crazy, but what a journey that was learning to, to like myself. I kind of touched on it earlier. I mean, I really had to look in the mirror and be proud of what I saw because I didn't, and this didn't happen until like two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so to live 30 plus years and not like who you saw looking back at you in the mirror is, is pretty hard. So when you come to that, for me, it was out of self-love. I had to love myself before I could love anybody else. That's the reality of what my journey's been thus far. That's, that's important, though, because uh, I've read that, you know, a, you know a, 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 I can't say it, palliative. 
Is that right? Yeah. Palliative, yeah. palliative nursing, to me, they are the most special. There's a lot of special people, but I mean, I think they may be the most special people in terms of occupation because they deal with uh, people at the very end of their lives, people that know yeah. that they have days left, they have weeks left, and they are there with them a lot of times when nobody else is. And I read this one lady's account of all her years. She had done it for 30 plus years and she wrote a short book about her experience. And man, you talk about just a hammer to the heart. When I read this, it, the one thing that she heard over and over and over again, the happiest people, the people she could tell she saw the glow on their faces. She saw the happiness in their eyes and they were not scared. They were not afraid. They were just so content and their families would come. Not always did they have families, but many times their families would come in and it was peaceful and joyful and they didn't have regrets. Yeah. Now I'm not talking, everybody's going to have regrets, right? Sure. There's things that you wish you could do different for sure. Right. Always. But I'm, I'm talking about you look back on your life and you say, man, that was great. That was awesome. <laughs> what a wonderful life. Oh, there's a movie called A Wonderful Life. <laughs> I've heard of that one. Yeah, no, it's, that it's one just, that's so true, though, because like that's really where I got to the, that point in my life. And a couple years ago, I really started to say, like, nothing's promised with you wanting to go out to nature and see all these places. Like, I get it. I wanted to have female friendships. I wanted to have raised my kids a certain way. I wanted to have experiences with my husband. I wanted to look back on my life and say, like, I created this, you know? And when I started operating out of that place and just doing instead of thinking too much or, you know, that, yeah, that, that changed the game for me. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraged by hearing that quite a bit, actually. It's, uh, it's fun to listen to somebody who can be honest about things and say, Hey, it wasn't always uh, so great. And I, I, you know, it really kind of, yeah, but you have to realize that like you change it, you're in control of it. Right. Like you said earlier, everyone has a choice. Like it is literally up to you how you want your day to go. Things can happen. Thing, you know, anything can happen. Nothing's promised, but it's, it's how you show up to the situation. Um, is, is there a, for you? was there a, uh, teacher or a, did it come about naturally? Um, <laughs> let me think of how to answer that. Well, I tell you what, I don't <laughs> want to put you on the spot. I didn't. No, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not on the spot at all. I'm just. I'm trying to think because it was a culmination of things. Like, again, it's never one thing. You know, cannabis really helped me to unlock parts of my brain that were really, really buried. Yeah, trauma buried. Didn't want to deal with it, and then I really had to sit with the questions of: Did this really happen to me, or is this just a thought, or how, where is this coming from? And really riding the wave of discomfort through things that, you know, were in my mind, that cannabis allowed me to get to that space to open, but the work came with me wanting to, to be better. <laughs> you know, it really did. It came with me saying, I know that I can change it. And so now it's to actively just get up and try to change it. Doesn't mean I have it figured out tomorrow. It means that we're going to keep trying every day. So that when I do look back on the reel of my life, I can say, damn, that was a really good life. You know, like that's yeah. the goal here. It is. I think Do it's you... cool too because you lived both sides, Cal. Like I think we both have that in common. And Steve, you, I think you have it in common too because I know that your upbringing wasn't the easiest. And I feel like when you do start making the decisions to help improve your 
mental state and then in turn your life. It gives you more power because you see the difference. You see Mm -hmm. where you were, what you were thinking, how you felt about your life compared to you make a slightly different change and then, oh, this feels a little better. And then it's just building and then, and that's how you evolve into, you you just keep evolving, you know, into exactly who you're supposed to be. I had that moment of like, in therapy and in thinking and sitting with things a lot of do I want to look at this as like a broken heart like it's cracked open or do I want to look at it as that's the way to let the light in and out you know and even just thinking differently about it allows me to operate different I don't have to live in that space anymore I can love that little girl who went through that stuff and I can tell her it's better and then I can go make it better mm-hmm. and so that that's really the the part of my life where I'm at right now really just trying to just do things because they light my soul on fire <laughs> you know and, and to me that comes from from discussions like this and, and sharing it with other people and, and just letting people know that they're not alone they can come as they are and there's always something more beautiful you know there's just always we all go through stuff we all go through stuff and it's as serious to each individual as it is to us, you know? And so it's not a matter of like comparing, but it helps to hear these conversations because it helps people relate and see, Oh, like these people went through stuff too. And, and they made a change. And so, you know, yeah, I agree. And that's like with 30 drastically (laughs) approaching me, I feel like it's helped me be more open to saying yes more. And like you said, loving, loving yourself more, like accepting myself and, and allowing me to be me and be okay with it. Because this, this, like it took me 30 years to realize like, this is me, (laughs) accept and move forward, you know, stop being who you are or trying to be someone, you know, different, just like, that's not the way to live. And so I, I feel like that's why I said yes to, to doing this. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank well, you. Now, and now I understand what the impetus is behind your writing and your wanting to have the conversation with people about the things that really I love matter. people too. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really love people. But the thing was, is I fought that for so long. I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to get to know anybody. I just wanted to, you know, hide away and and in doing that, it really cut off all the good things about myself that I didn't know that I had, you know, you're I closed myself person off. from when I met you. Good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so you're, glad. I, you're still like the, the witty, funny, sarcastic Kala, but I mean, I've known you for, I think like over seven years now. And I, I had never seen you cry until a year ago, you know? Like you can stop now we can cry together. I used to be the crier, Steve, in the relationship to get together and she's like like wiping my tears and I'm like, I'm sorry it's happening again. Now at least it's mutual. Now it's just yeah. Kleenex are always on on standby. Always for sure. And, and a lot of it is just the gratitude. I mean, really, I'm just so thankful. Um Steve, it goes back into what you were saying too about just you have to have groups of people that you can be exactly who you are and no mistake is going to take that away or no amount of whatever, um, you know, that you can go to those people and you know that they have your back and love you. I mean, that that's major. We can get through um, really, really, really tough times as long as you have even one person. I mean, right. it helps to have more than one, but what our 
collective mission is, so to speak, is to meet people where they are, love them as they are, and accept that there will be failures along the way in our lives and in theirs, be there to pick them up. And in turn, somebody else is going to pick us up. And that's teamwork. I mean, we've all yeah. kind of had the experience of being on a good team and a good team. I mean, they go to the mat for you no matter what. That's right. You know, I, you know they, go to, they go to the mat for you. And uh, so that's what we're building. And um, I appreciate very much the opportunity to uh, visit with you lovely ladies. And uh, can I oh say that God. now in these days? Yes, yes, you can. You can come and say whatever you want to say. We know it's from a good place. And I don't take okay. offense to anything. Okay. <laughs> well, I regular uh, workouts, so just be careful. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. Man, I've been getting after the swimming. I'm good. That's you awesome. In the pool, Kala, he's kicking with a kickboard. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Hard worker. Now, Lauren, Lauren looks at me. And she's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> um, so, well, um, evidently, this is helping me, and um, it, <laughs> it does. I can, I can actually feel my entire core when I'm doing the those flutter kicks and going back and forth four times. I mean, I get out and my stomach is just a rock. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cause you that's can't, working. you're engaging your core. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, I suppose we can wrap it up. I've got, I've got a bunch more, but uh, you know, we, we probably need wanna... to like have you back we'll and you do back. this. I've already got like so many good ideas to, to have you back. Um, I'm my, my brain's kind of firing off. Um, some some really good stuff. Thank you for just sharing space with us today yeah, and just thanks for taking the time out, Steve. Talking to us. We I'm always it. I'm always encouraged to listen to people of all backgrounds and ages and learn something from from everybody. That's um, what we're all about. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that episode and we hope you feel a little encouraged and like you learned something too. Be sure to follow along on Facebook and Instagram by searching at Have the Convo for more content. Or if you'd like to join us, visit calacreates.com slash HTC to get started. That's C-A-L-L-A-C-R-E-A-T-E-S dot com slash H-T-C. Talk soon.